I'd like to greet each one this morning in the name of Jesus Christ, our risen Savior. <clears throat> As you have seen on your bulletins that the message this morning is titled The Cooperation of the Saints. And, you know, I, I'd like to first define what is a saint. I remember some years ago there was a, an old man that comes to our church once in a while, and he's a, he's a Catholic man, and he and uh, he was him and I was were always kind of in a little bit of a debate. He feels that uh, Jesus' mother did not need salvation, and anyhow, back and forth. And I told him one morning it's, he was talking about a certain saint. I'm sorry about the turn on my box. And I told him I was a saint. And he looked at me kind of, kind of different. How's that? Every person that has named the name of Christ who is blood washed and blood bought is a saint. And, and that, that, is, that is so important that we understand that. Before I go into the message, I'd like to ask you to do something for me. I'd like for each person to look at their hands. Look at their hands. When, whenever it was Mother's Day, I preached the message on, to mothers, and I preached about the beauty of hands, uh, you know, mother's hands. And, you know, these hands that we have, are a special tool. These hands are special to us, and they have served us. Don't matter the older brothers and sisters here or the younger. These hands have served us. They've cooperated. You know, when we're hungry, uh, how, you know, we don't have to tell our hands, now, now I want you to, to feed this face. They cooperate with our brain, you know, and they may have scars on them, you know, uh, I got one that's a little bit shorter than the others, you know, and when that happened, the other hand just automatically goes and, 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 and takes and cares for the other. And so, you know, in, in our lives, <clears throat> cooperation is, is so important. In, in every aspect of life, cooperation is important in the home. You know, if, if mother and dad don't cooperate, things would be chaos. If children don't cooperate with mother and dad, things could be chaos. You know, or in the workplace, you know, if, if everybody does what they feel like doing, nobody cooperates with the boss, it, it's chaos. Um, on the road, there's got to be cooperation, certain guidelines, cooperation. And so in the church, there's cooperation in each each person doing his or her part and respecting the other for their part makes the work easy, <clears throat> makes the work beautiful. Now, I'd like to look at several things as talking in the necessity of cooperation. First of all, I'd like to look at the scripture in, in Luke, the ninth chapter. There's several things here that... that um, in Luke, the ninth chapter, to one of the most important things for cooperation. I'm not going to read this chapter. I'm going to read a couple of verses. In the first part of this chapter, 
the disciples had great experiences. They went out and they were, they had said even the, the, uh, the devils were subject unto them, uh, you know, and they had great experiences. On down the chapter, they were, they, they fed a great company with just a little bit. They had great miracles. And then in verse 20, Jesus says unto them, but whom do men say that I am? And Peter, he says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Well, that was right words. They had right words. And then into verse 23, Jesus says, but if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. You know, we can have great experiences Great miracles and right words, but it's still not enough without self-denial. And self-denial is the main key for cooperation. If no one denies themselves and everybody, uh, I'm right. You know, there's, there's, there's some people that's right and there's some people that's always right. But that does not make cooperation good. That does not make it work well. Cooperation is where we can work together, where we respect each other. So self-denial is the key to, cooperate, to cooperation. And then <clears throat> a couple weeks ago, I was, I was combining for my, my son-in-law. Uh, he, he farms, uh, he's a grain farmer, and I was running his combine for him. You know, as I was running that combine, there was a scripture kept Coming to me, it says, except in, it says that this in uh, John 12, 24. It says, except a, a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it bideth alone. Do you know there was almost all the heads of the wheat were hanging down? They were hanging down because they were full. The ones that were standing up were empty. You know, they were full. You know, and, and humility. Humility is the life of cooperation. Self-denial is the key. Humility is the life of the cooperation. Then in, um, in Matthew, the, the, uh, no, it's in, in Psalms 85, there's a scripture that says, Mercy and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Truth shall spring out of the earth, and righteousness shall look down from heaven. The, the, the truth shall spring out of the earth, and righteousness shall look down from heaven. And now, in Matthew, the sixth chapter, we have the Lord's Prayer where it says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And the next word is, thy will be done in earth it does not say on earth many times when this is read it's quoted it say on earth now what what is the difference between in and on earth i'm i could be wrong but my interpretation of this means that when the will of god is done in earth we are earth we are earth and his will is not talking about this world it's not talking about the earth outside the doors here it's talking about in here, in earth. And so it's, it's this here, it says, mercy and truth have met together. Righteous peace has kissed each other. Truth shall spring out of the earth. Where? Out of here. Truth shall spring out of the earth, and righteousness shall look down from heaven. 
when Christ looks down and he sees truth springing from his from our lives, the effect of the 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 new birth in Christ, the effect of living for him makes cooperation a beautiful picture. And and this this is where submission one to another is the longevity of cooperation. Submission one to another is the longevity of cooperation. And then I'd like to look at Romans, the 12th chapter, verse 3. It says, For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Equality is the results of cooperation. Equality, where we feel a part of each other, where we feel equal with each other. You know, it's not up here and down here, or, you know, some, some people feel that all I am is just a bench warmer in the church. And you know, in the church, it should not be that way. God did not make any mistakes when he made you. He did not just have a space two feet square to, for you to fill. He had a special calling on your life. And, and, and the, the blessing of it is, is, that is, is so good. You know, it brings action and godly working together from one life to another. Cooperation is where we impart to each other. We, we, we impart to each other what we can't impute to each other. The scripture says that, that the Lord imputes his righteousness to us. And we are unable to do that. We cannot impart, impute righteousness to each other. But we can impart to each other things to help each other to make his righteousness beautiful and working in the church. The blessing of that. I'm going, going down through this chapter and bring out a few points of cooperation. Verse 4 and 5 says, For as we are, have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. The members, you know, the physical body and the spiritual body should, should work Similar, you know, they cooperate. It's what brought out the thought of hands. How how our hands cooperate with our minds and our and our bodies. And so it is in the spiritual in the spiritual body of the church. There should be a cooperation one with another. The love that flows, you know. Well, you might say, but you know, brother so and so and sister so and so, they just they're just hard to get along with. But do you, ever, do you ever look at a, a stone wall or a stone building? I like, I like to look at old stone buildings. You go in some of these old towns, and you see these large buildings, and they're stones. But you know, there's no two stones alike. But they've been standing there for years. But what holds them together? There is mortar. You know, some of these stones have points on like this. And it might be like brothers and sisters, and maybe it might be, the preacher has a point on it, 
but with Christ's love around that corner, makes it workable. Makes it workable. It makes it so cooperation, we can cooperate. Where my point is, yours might be a dent somewhere. And where your point is, you know, cooperation. Cooperation together. Now in verse 6, it says, having then gifts differing, according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the measure of faith. Gifts. Gifts. What are you doing with your gifts? Now, <clears throat> this morning, we had uh, come together here. The first thing we did, we, we sang a song. I'm going to ask you a question. When you come in the door back there this morning, did you feel responsible when the brother got up here to lead a song? Do you feel responsible to open your mouth and to sing? Or is well, somebody else will do it? Somebody else will do it. Or do you feel responsible when the Sunday school teacher teaches that it's just his job to study the lesson? These are gifts and responsibilities to gifts that each one of you and, each, and myself has a responsibility to make cooperation right, to make it right, to make it work. Or, you know, the, the ministers. Of course, I'm, I'm here just as a visitor, and I appreciate your prayers. But you have ministers here that minister to you every Sunday. Do you feel responsibility to pray for those brethren? Not just on Sunday morning. It might be Saturday night. It might be Saturday sometime. It might be earlier in the week. If you think about them, pray for them. Pray for them. These are gifts that so many times are overlooked in the church. And these are gifts that are so, so important to cooperation, to make the church a beautiful place, a beautiful place, doing my part, doing my part. Every person has a part that they must do. And gifts are the blessing to the body if used to benefit the body of Christ. In every part, there is something that we need to give. We have to give in that. And then verse 7 says, or ministering, let us wait on our ministering. Or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation, or he that giveth to do it with simplicity, he that ruleth with diligence, and he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Now it says here, wait, wait. You know, a waiter in a restaurant is one who serves. And it says here that we are to wait on our, let us wait on these different responsibilities that we have. That this mean I wait till I'm asked to do it? No, it says we serve. The, 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 the picture of waiting I get here is a service attitude. I am called to serve every brother and every sister that I meet. I am called to serve. But how does that happen? Well, 
the, the, the smallest way we can do, when, when we shake somebody's hand, that we can wish them God's blessing. That's a service. That is a service where we serve one another. We serve one another. You know, we have communion and we wash each other's feet. It is, is, is an act of service to help others to their walk of life that it might be purified in God's sight. An act of service. It says wait. A waiter is one who serves. And that is a responsibility that every person can do and has to make cooperation in the, in the church, in the church of Jesus Christ, a beautiful place. Wait on our use and responsibilities. Makes the cooperation a beautiful picture as Christ ordained it for the saints. <clears throat> I have a place to fill. You have a place to fill. You can't fill my place, and I can't fill your place. So the, the thing I'd like to really stand out in this message is that you feel an importance. Now, I know I've heard where as people get older, they feel like, well, you know, my days is, is gone. I don't, I have no place to fill. But every older, younger, middle-aged, where it's at, has a place to fill in God's kingdom. The examples of older brothers who has fought the, the battle of life and sisters have fought the battle of life for years. And the example to the younger generation is a service that can't be duplicated by anyone else. It's, it's important. It's very important. And it's a blessing that we have you. And young people that live for the Lord Jesus Christ, your testimony is greater than my testimony. Now, how's that? Well, they would expect an old gray-haired man to act straight, walk straight. But the world don't expect young people to walk straight. And your life as a Christian walking in this world will turn the necks of the world and wonder what makes them young people act that way. A testimony for the Lord Jesus Christ because the cooperation of, of the Spirit of God dwelling in our hearts and manifesting this life, this new life, and if there's ever a time, young people, I'd like to encourage you to walk and to live. A life of holiness is now. Our world's in chaos. And they're looking for something that's real. Real. May God bless you in that. <clears throat> Verses 9 and 10, it says, Let love be without dissimulation. Let love be without you know, a pretense or a put on. Let it be real. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affected one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another. Makes me think about years ago when we moved to a community in Tennessee. We used to live in Tennessee years ago. And there was a man in the community who, who was working in, I think it was Iraq at that time, he had 70,000 men under him. He was the boss over 70,000 men. 
And one of our brethren asked him, he said, how do you do that? He says, I see in my men, every one of my men are my superior. So brothers and sisters in the church, in honor preferring one another, when we see that each one of my brothers and sisters are my superior, they're superior. Every person has something that I can learn from. I can learn. Everything that I know has been given to me. I, I've learned every trade, every, every talent I have from watching or asking questions, and, 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 and that's the way I learn. That's the way you learn. So therefore, I am a servant to them. They are superior to me, every person. I have nothing that's mine. I have nothing that I, I generate of my own accord. I've learned from another. So therefore, they're superior. In honor, preferring one another. We can learn from every person. Every person has something that we can learn from. Keep your minds open to learn. As you go, learn. As you go, keep it there. It's a blessing. And it's something that you'll never, the older you get, the more blessing it is. <clears throat> to learn. And it talks about love. Love is that key that lubricates, that lubricates the functions and makes cooperation run smoothly. Love. Well, some people say, well, all you, all you want to preach about is love. Love is what Christ has given to us. And it's what he's expecting us to impart to each other. And it makes that cooperation runs smoothly. It makes it run beautiful. It makes the, it beautifies the whole. What did I say a while ago? What makes those people tick? What makes them act this way? It's because Christ's love within us, within us. Never be ashamed. You know, the world we meet, sometimes they want to, all you, all you, your people do such good work and your children behave such well and all this, but remember, that is a good time to testify for the Lord Jesus Christ. We're not good naturally within. It's because of Christ. That's what makes us good. It's a time to testify to the Lord Jesus Christ, lest we steal the glory from him. He deserved all glory. He deserves all honor. It's with him that we want to praise and honor and glorify the functions. You know, we can go to we could go to First Corinthians twelve and there it talks about the body, the different parts of the body and how it functions. The eye says to the ear, I have no need of you because you know, and so on and so on. But each part functioning in their place is a blessing. I'm not saying that everybody says, Well, I'm gonna be the preacher or I'm gonna be the Sunday school teacher. No, that doesn't make cooperation. That does make cooperation. Cooperation where we fill our part, the place we're called to, and wait there on our place. Verse 11 says, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. That fervent in spirit, the word fervent here means on fire. It means hot. It means it's, it's burning bright. Fervent in spirit, not slothful in business. You know, our business ethics in life should correspond with our work in the Lord. Our physical life and our spiritual life should go hand in hand. We don't separate 
our business ethics from our, our walk with God. We don't separate the two. They walk hand in hand together in parallel with the scripture as the basis for our actions and for our reactions and in all of life. You know, sometimes we, we, we're, we're tempted to react long, but we need, just, we need to act according to the will of God in, in our business life. Now, verse 12, it says, Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. You know, the blessings of being, being what? Being a child of God and walking in cooperation to, to his word and to his will in our lives. It, there's just, it's just such a blessing to being a saint in cooperation, in cooperation with the saints of God. There's such a blessing. It says rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continue incident in prayer. Prayer is a tool that every person can use. Every person can can function in. It's every person can work with. You know, the brothers prayed for this brother this morning. You know, it wasn't just the brethren together here. We were all praying that God's will would be accomplished there. What a blessing. Verse 13, it said, distributing to the necessity of the saints, given to hospitality. You know, the, the results of being a child of God is where we help each other materially, financially, and we, hospitality is something that is a function that works in the Christian, in the, in the, the cooperation of the saints. Hospitality is a blessing. You will not find hospitality in the world. The world is a dog-eat-dog place. What can I get from you? But in the church is what, the difference is, what can I give you? That's the difference in, with Christ within us. It's not what I get, but it's what I give that manifests the cooperation of Christ and the body of Christ. The blessing of that, yes, <clears throat> makes me think of years ago, there was a man in jail that we were visiting, and we was trying to share the gospel with him. And his first response was, what do you want from me? That was his first response. Well, we didn't want nothing from him. He had, he had robbed the post office. We wanted to give him something, something that we experienced. And it took I don't know how many visits till we visited with him to finally he, he admitted that he could see through what we were trying to say. In the scripture of John 3.16, there's one word. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The word gave is the highest level of love known to mankind. The Lord gave Christ to us, not asking for anything, not that we deserved anything. We deserved hellfire, but he gave his only begotten son, and he gives grace to those who seek him, those who seek him, the highest level of love known to mankind, gave. It says, give unto hospitality. It says, bless them that persecute you, bless and curse not. That's the outcome 
of cooperation with God and with the church of Jesus Christ that we can even bless if we're cursed. We can even wish them a blessing and not a curse on them. That's the outcome of cooperation with God and with the brothers and sisters. Verse 15 says, Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. That is compassion of being in cooperation with God. What Brother Keith shared, you know, it's not what you say, it's what you are. You know, I can remember when I was standing in Brother Keith's place when my wife passed away, the brother whose who's compassion that stood out the most to me was a brother that said not a word. He come and just put his hand on my shoulder and stood there. But his message spoke more to me than volumes of words. Compassion is in cooperation with God, with Christ, and the brothers and sisters. When we can touch hearts with each other. <clears throat> Verse 16, it says, Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in thine own conceits. This verse I call the circumference of being in cooperation with God. You know, when we talk about the circumference, we talk about a circle. The outside dimension of the circle is, is the circumference. circumference. And, and when, when we talk about being of the same mind one to another, now, I know that every person here does not think alike. We think differently. That is not bad. God is a God of diversity. I preached a message years ago on the diversity of God. You know, if you look, just look at nature. God loves diversity. And if you ever want to do something sometime, you're in a city and just watching people go down the streets, look at faces. There's not one of them alike. They all look different. I'm thankful they're not. <laughs> they all look different. But, you know, God is a God of diversity. And so, therefore, we do not think alike. But yet there needs to be that cooperation. What you think is valuable if it's in cooperation with another, with Christ and with the brothers and sisters. That, that, that diversity can be used to beautify the whole. You know, what I don't think about, you might think about. And what you don't think about, someone else might think about. And that makes cooperation good where we can work together. Well, I might have to give up what I think because your idea might be better than mine. That's, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's important. The circumference. And we think about the circumference in God's sight. And I think it's in Ephesians it talks about see that you walk circumspectly. And the prefix of that word circumspectly is circle. And when you talk about walking with God in a circle, that means it's complete. Your walk of God is complete in a circle. It has no end. Has, it may have a beginning, but 
Once we're in that circle, we walk, we walk in circumference with him. May God be blessed as we continue to cooperate with the saints of God. I'd like to close with a few verses from Ephesians, the second chapter. I'd like to start reading at verse 19. Ephesians 2 is a beautiful chapter. It talks about how we were, what happened when God came on the scene, and how we live now. It says in verse 19, Now therefore, you are no more strangers, nor foreigners, but citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself, being the chief cornerstone, and whom all the building fitly Framed together, groweth unto the holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye are also a building, a bu- ye are builded together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. A beautiful blessing. The, the The church here can be a beautiful, should be a beautiful blessing to the world around you. I was talking to my son, he lives in Oklahoma, and he, he, he travels quite a bit with his work, and he said he, he gets into a lot of communities of plain people and Amish people, and he often asks the people in the community, what do you think of these, what do you think of the, 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 the Mennonites or the Amish people here? You know, sometimes they have beautiful, and then other times, oh, they're just like the rest of the people, they're out for the dollar. What? would the world say if somebody had asked about your community? You know, that's a challenge to me. When I heard that, I thought, I wonder what they'd say if somebody would come to Rennick and ask about the church at Rennick. Our church is small, but what would they say? It's just a challenge that we have before us at all times that our lives would beautify the name of Christ in every part. And as, they, as you work together, it makes that beauty more beautiful and makes it more beautiful. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are grateful this morning that you care about us. Father, that you care about how we walk and how we function, even about our bodies, Lord, how they cooperate with each other, each part. And I just pray, Father, a blessing upon every soul that is under the sound of my voice. Lord, that you would bless them. Draw their hearts unto you, Father. Draw their lives according to your will, Father. And bless them abundantly, Father. Thank you for your word. Help us, Father, to live to the praise of your glory always. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.